This is part two of a two-part conversation with Chris and Jenny Jolin. If you didn't hear the first part, I suggest first going back to last week's episode and hearing how they ended up in South Korea with Cadence in the first place. And then on today's episode, we're going to hear about what life is like in South Korea for them, uh, what they've learned since they've been there. And we just had really a really good conversation. So I wanted to make sure that you heard the whole thing. But over an hour conversation seemed like a long podcast episode. So I've broken it down into two. Go back to listen and listen to last week's first and then listen to this week's with this great conversation I had with Chris and Jenny Jolin. Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast where we gather at the table to hear each other's stories. I'm your host, Angie Smith, and I am so glad that you're here. Please pull up a chair and join us. So talk a little bit about, because not only are these uh, soldiers living in an international situation, although they're on base, so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of American influence there, but you said that you you don't have access to all the things that they have on base. So talk a little bit about what life is like to be Americans living in South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a nice positive word. Right, right. We always have to view yeah. every day as an adventure. <laughs> Minnesota. That's it's interesting. Right. One of it's one of the things uh, we learned early on is especially when you're living on the economy in a foreign country, um, no matter whether it's a little easier for some and not for others, but you know, you don't you don't do errands. You, you do don't it, run errands. Yeah, you don't run, run errands, you run attempts. So anything you ah. do is just an attempt. So it's kind of a kind of a funny way to view it. it but reframes it. it so it's not as frustrating. Yeah. When oh. it probably won't work out. Yeah, yeah. We can try to go get cell phones, but it might take us, you know, a good solid week in six to ten places before we actually find a place who will. It actually help took us, us get two weeks phones. to get a cell phone because every time we went somewhere, they didn't want to deal with us. You know, they're on your on your, you know, because oh. they couldn't speak the language we or weren't military. So yeah. that's a different category. We mm-hmm. were just. Americans and they didn't know how to handle us. Yeah, so they yeah, just yeah. said, nope. And then we had American accounts. We really didn't have Korean accounts yet. And so it was like, oh, we don't want anything to do with <laughs> you. And so it was really awkward because we we're just in country just trying to figure those kind of things mm-hmm. out. So, Which so, is a yeah. whole different, I mean, it's interesting to think about. You, you are a foreigner. Yes. You're a foreigner mm-hmm. there. We are aliens. Yes. We right. are. We are. Yeah. yeah. Alien cards. Alien, yeah. we have mm-hmm. alien registration cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so just as a, just as an example, we when we just came back here two, less than two weeks ago, two weeks ago today, um, it took us what an hour to get a cell phone. Like it was that it's quick, and, and you know how, and and we were just reflecting how awesome it is to be able to speak the language, understand what they're showing you, be able to you know ask questions and 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 get in depth, and then say, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I want, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, then them saying, okay, yeah, let's do this <laughs> within an hour. And it definitely puts you in a different place when you're totally out of your element. And, you know, we can be pretty resourceful here in America, but there our resourcefulness was different. Um, yeah. We didn't have, we couldn't necessarily just Google what we wanted to know because the results would all come up in Korean and we had no idea what they said. Or I can't go to the store and, you know, read the ingredient list. Well, it's mm-hmm. all in Korean. I got to figure out, you know, yeah. what each one means. And yeah. um, we definitely, each 
day is a challenge and for a long time it took us a whole day just to go grocery shopping and we were exhausted by the end so of it. So you're like mentally, physically, <laughs> right. you're just like, because you're on and, and so even just preparing to drive initially, you're just mm -hmm. like, okay, how do I get from here to there? So that whole mental game you're playing and just trying to, okay, how do I get there? And then you're getting there, how do I communicate? How do I look? I don't even know what these products are. How do I even mm -hmm. know what I'm looking and at? To and to ask a question. Yeah. And how do I ask the question? How do, how do, I, do I communicate yeah. what mm -hmm. I want to get across to them and even though there's a lot of English there and there a lot of people speak English it still didn't translate many times and so we yeah. had to get creative what are the that. strategies we we need to now start thinking about and taking and you know I went there I lost 30 pounds within the first three months and it it partly was due to diet like you mm -hmm. know I was starting to eat healthy but it really was stress like oh my gosh like <laughs> I you know in the first three months I really like as a dad, as a husband, even though I knew God was calling us to this, I still in the back of my mind, like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this. Like, it's so hard every day. Mm -hmm. And and I find found myself even like, just like, I don't want to go outside. Like, it just reminds me of what I don't know, mm -hmm. what I'm not confident in or, or, or yeah just the inner, even just everyday interactions and even sense of direction like i've always been like i mm -hmm. know where i'm going i know mm -hmm. what what's north and south when i got to korea i even now i still sometimes think that should be north my 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 mm -hmm. gut is telling me that's north but my brain knows that that's west and mm -hmm. i don't know why and <laughs> and yet here i am you know and it was just a good you know we've been there two and a half years and so we're getting more comfortable mm -hmm. getting our way around um, figuring out the economy and how to live in Korea. But every day still, it's just a great reminder of our reliance on the Lord and how, um, yeah. you know, we really just have to depend on him every day for everything that we do. And it definitely gives us the opportunity to be thankful for all the little things that we have. You know, if it's just that, oh, there is a Costco there and we can appreciate that, you Amen. know, there's many things we cannot get, but we're very thankful for the things that we can. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, you know, it, preparing for life overseas, we're, we're blessed that we're in... We're in Korea. We're in a place that's very Western in many ways. And so mm -hmm. part of me is like, Lord, you knew what Chris needed because uh, I needed at least some of those reminders that I can do this. And mm -hmm. and so, you know, they drive on the same side of the road. So I was like, oh, that's <laughs> great. You know, and, and it, at least in Korea, the, the signs are in English and Korean. So okay. at least they kind of have a general idea. I know what city I'm in, even if mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't really know that really long Korean English word. I don't know what that is, but... You know, just things like I can go to a essentially a big box store. I can go to a larger department store that's like a Target or like a Walmart, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't have American stuff in it. At least I know now that I can go there and I could probably find ground beef. It's going to be more expensive or mm -hmm. or maybe we'll find mayonnaise. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not, but maybe, <laughs> you know, or there, there are going to be there's going to be peanut butter in the. Western food section, right? How right, we, right, how right, we right. have the foreign food section. They <laughs> the have a small section. West. Yeah, so you get your ketchup, you know, or something. <laughs> oh, man, I just paid 10 bucks for a small little tub of peanut butter. <laughs> but okay, it's worth it, you know. And so those kind of things, you, you just say, okay, I, you know, I can I can do this because I know we have missionary friends who are who are in places in Africa where they can't tell you, you know, and they're like, hey, don't even send send don't even post anything on the internet, don't mm. Facebook, don't send us letters because we're in a closed country, you know, mm -hmm. and and we're blessed that we're in a very open country, and and Koreans are very 
open to to faith and my 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 visa is a religious worker visa so you know it's great so we're we're there as i'm there as a pastor essentially missionary and uh but we know people who can't be that way and so it's it's definitely um each international missions experience i'm sure has its own uniqueness to it and and unique challenges but i think we all share share the culture shock piece we all share Mm -hmm. the wow, I'm used to the American way of thinking and doing things, and that doesn't necessarily work um, uh, where I'm now finding myself. Yeah. Or it's not the, I mean, I think what my default usually is, is right and wrong. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this is wrong. They don't do it the right Mm -hmm. way. When it's not right or wrong, it's just different. It's just different. And there are going to be better, there are things that there are things that they're going to do that are going to be a better way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. I want to acknowledge that we have another person joining our oh, yes. joining us on the podcast. You might hear in the background, but you guys had a little surprise. <laughs> oh man, we we, uh, we had four kids going out, and we brought back a souvenir fifth yeah. um, here to visit with us while we're back <laughs> for a couple months. And uh, she has been she's a bonus baby blessing, <laughs> and uh, ten years after our youngest, so it was she was quite a surprise. And uh, we love her to death, and we 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 keep saying, "Wow, you know, like uh, she she's a part she's of the, she's just a natural part of the family." Mm-hmm. And like, what took you so long? Like, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> you know, life doesn't seem right without her, you mm-hmm. know. And that's mm-hmm. just the fun little thing. So, so what was that like to have a baby in a foreign country? It was something I never thought I was going to have to do when we mm-hmm. came over. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, this is a great time for us to travel. The kids are getting older, you know, this Mm -hmm. is perfect. And then to find ourselves in a place where I had to be pregnant and deliver and raise a a newborn in a different country, that was um, definitely something I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. But it really was, it was great. And we often wonder why the Lord brought her into our lives. We have no idea why. But at least there's one thing, a new way that we can relate to Uh, military families because so Mm. many times they are pregnant and delivering their babies when they are away from home and there's no family around Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely given us a new perspective on that a new way to relate to some of the struggles that they have and yeah Um, and obviously how to minister how to to meet people what their needs are and both spiritually physically emotionally do you need diapers i actually have some because we have a baby around yes right absolutely (laughs) yes and so that's been um, really good. And the experience, I mean, it was different. It was definitely different, but it was still good nonetheless. There wasn't any scary things. I mean, it was just like, oh, okay, that's a little different than I remember the first four times, you know. <laughs> but I was thankful that it wasn't our first time having a baby yeah. over there. Right. Yeah. So I feel like we knew what was going on. So have there been, are there, because you mentioned mayonnaise and ketchup and peanut butter are there things that you especially miss when you're over there american things that you especially miss they don't have a lot of um dairy products in korea they don't have a lot of cows in general Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't have a lot of dairy cows and so coming from the midwest that was something that i definitely miss Um, burgers and steaks are cheap you Mm -hmm. know i mean dairy cheese all that stuff yeah, in well the in korea in the it's midwest, imported it's easy, right yes. they import it from australia or or whatever and so it's just way more expensive and if they even have it at if all. they even have yeah. it and and so really their pork pork and chicken is, okay. is, is a, the big staples and there's some things that people can send oh. us but obviously dairy products right you know you can't send them <laughs> a so gallon of milk 
Yeah, right. You know, often like I feel like now it's it's really just little things yeah. occasionally. Like, oh man, I wish I you know I wish I had uh, you know some Twizzlers, you know, strawberry Twizzlers. Man, I love that. You know. But most of the time, when people ask, we struggle to think of something because we're just so content and happy with what we have. Yeah. We can't even think of things that we wish we had. And it's not until we get in the stores here that we're like, oh, that's right. I really like that thing. <laughs> and they have Coke. So for me, okay. I'm like, okay, I got my Coca-Cola. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need anything else. As everywhere. long as they have that, I'm good. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's funny. I, I mention. Um, I have a picture in the hospitality house I put up. They have an Ikea closer to Seoul, and, and they happen to have this picture of a really long, straight road. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I just miss that. I miss a long, mm-hmm. straight road with no speed, speed bumps. bumps. <laughs> I think that's the national that's a national thing in Korea, like speed bumps everywhere. is like the national animal. <laughs> and they, they're everywhere. But just a long, straight road. You know, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, even with corn stalks on either side mm-hmm. or something, you just think, oh, man, those little things you take for granted, like, oh, that's just a part of life. And when when you're when you're in a different place like Korea with mountains and stuff and windy roads everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, it just it's just yeah you're like oh I just miss a long stretch of road that <laughs> I can just see. So we you know we've adapted well to life over there and it doesn't mean that we don't have days where you know where we're frustrated or we're just mm-hmm. missing home or uh, that happens a lot less frequently now. But we can still like for personally I just find myself like when I'm driving and I know I'm getting frustrated with with drivers because they drive different. It's a different drive culture. And I find myself getting frustrated. I'm like, oh, I must be in that. I must be in kind of depressed or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know whatever that is. Like I'm just kind of missing home or whatever Mm -hmm. because I'm starting to get frustrated with stuff that's just every day, day. you know. And uh, Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel like you really want people to know about? cadence or overseas missions or your experience there well you know it's interesting that it for me personally i felt like it it took god to take me overseas and totally change my my heart and my mind and my perspective and my life in this case Mm -hmm. um, to really get me to understand a basic spiritual truth and that is matthew 28 you're right the great commission Mm -hmm. go therefore and make disciples and yet sometimes, like just in everyday, oh, we think, you know, well, that's that's for somebody else. That's for the pastor or the paid mm-hmm. person or the mini- missionary who's called to do it. And yet that verse makes it clear that every person of faith is called to this wherever they are. And 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 it's taken this ministry really for me to kind of look back at my life and think of how my attitude was and how it's mm-hmm. changed um, and how I, I just wish other people had this same outlook mm-hmm. or view. And that is, that, that verse is interesting because it, it really should read, making disciples go therefore, right? Mm-hmm. That's how, that's the force of, of the Greek there. Making disciples go therefore. And that, that just means whatever we're doing in the natural rhythms of life. And, and I think um, the church has a series on work. And, and I think to myself, what are we doing to invite people in and for us specifically, inviting people into your home, for instance, mm-hmm. inviting, being hospitable to the stranger, mm-hmm. to to the foreigner. And, and I'm not just talking about just in terms of political designation. I'm just talking about the person you don't know that's your neighbor, the person that you don't really know that's your coworker or um, whoever it is. What are we doing to invite that person into our life with the intention, with the gospel intention of sharing Jesus Christ and him crucified, glorifying God in that, genuinely wanting to know people and get to know them and befriend them. 
but also with the intention of sharing the gospel in our lives with people. And I think too often we, we don't do that and we don't see the natural rhythms of our life, our coffee time, our lunch mm-hmm, period, mm-hmm, our breakfasts, mm-hmm. as, as ways to invite people into our life and our re- in relationship. Because we want to know them, yes. Because we're genuinely concerned to get to know them and befriend them, but also because there's an eternity at stake, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I just think, man, Lord, it took all this to kind of reorient my life and my attitude to that purpose and to, and to just teach that and to spread that and to, and hopefully people catch that, uh, at least our military folks to catch that. And I think, I think it's starting to, starting to catch with the people we, you know, that come out where we're just constantly saying, what are you doing to open up your life, mm-hmm. open up mm-hmm. your day? Um, just, you don't have to do it on the scale. We do it obviously, but what one person, is there a single gal? Is there a single guy? Is there a couple? Mm -hmm. Is there a young family that you can just say once a month, I'm going to be intentional about inviting that people into my home, into my sacred space, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, into my safe place and, and really just love on them and, and provide a meal and be hospitable. Um, and then. Hopefully, that leads to spiritual conversations um, with the non-believer, with the with the person who's far from God, and that makes a difference. It does, yeah. the The whole thing of Retreat House is Benedictine hospitality, welcoming the stranger, welcoming yeah. all is mm-hmm. created in God's image, yeah. and recognizing that everybody. So even when yeah. you're in Korea, whether you're with U.S. servicemen or Korean people. Mm-hmm. It levels the playing ground. Mm-hmm. We are all created in God's image, yeah. whether or not someone wants to acknowledge that mm-hmm. yes yeah they still mm-hmm. are created in god's image and we should be treating them thus yes that's true. exactly yeah. and 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 just hey christian what a what am i doing what are you doing to invite people in mm-hmm. um and how wherever are you, you doing are. that wherever you yeah. are whatever mm-hmm. god's called you to do you know not everybody is called to do what we're doing we we recognize that and and all those people that support us god is equally calling them to support us just as much as he's calling us to go, uh, he's calling them to send, um, and yet their their call to send doesn't you know negate the idea that they're also called to invite people in wherever they are, um, right. because I can't reach those people only they can, and and another pastor can't reach them, and so we're all called to just be faithful with the garden we have in front of us and grow mm-hmm. our own garden, you know, right. and, and, and join God in watering that and, and planting the seeds and, and just being there, uh, to see what God does with it. And I, I just think that's, that's, that's the one thing I think, boy, if I can continue to, to present that to our military folks, wherever they go, they, they may go to a place where there's not going to be a hospitality house. Mm-hmm. They may even be in a deployed environment. What are you doing to open up even even your space in that place uh, to somebody else who doesn't know Christ, um, or even a fellow believer who just needs the encouragement, who mm-hmm. needs the discipleship, who needs the mentoring, uh, who needs somebody that that they can run with and 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 do faith with. Right. Um, that's important. That so that's important. that's what we're called to do. That's what we love to do, and uh, and God has laid on our heart to just do this for as long as hopefully we can <laughs> and uh, until he calls us somewhere else. And uh, right now I hope that's not the case, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, um, it's funny if five years ago, if you would ask me, would we be doing this? We, we would have said no way. I, mm-hmm. I would have even said never, right? I would have right, used right, that right, never. Right. Um, and yet now I think, Lord, why, why couldn't I have been doing this 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm just at that place where, Oh man, it's so fulfilling. It's so fun. It's so 
awesome seeing what God is doing, joining him in what he's doing, and just seeing him work in the lives of people and knowing that that uh, despite your own flaws and despite your own sin and despite the stuff that you struggle with, that God is still using you and can use you. We have a couple of resources that, that we can just share that have been helpful for us. Cause, you know, yeah, any... that, this would be great, too, and I'll make yeah. sure that it's all in the show notes as well with mm-hmm. links and everything for people to access. Yeah. So we have a couple resources that we wanted to share, mm-hmm. things that have been helpful to us. There's a few oh. blogs. There's um, a book that we have found helpful as we transition overseas, as we work through the issues that come up there, mm-hmm. um, just being expatriates, um, raising kids overseas. There's a book called Third Culture Kids, Growing Up mm-hmm. Among Worlds, and that mm-hmm. has been a really great book just to read, to give language to um, our children's experience growing up overseas and how that's just a different childhood than right. we had um, growing up. There's a few blogs as well. There's one called A Life Overseas, and that just has a wide variety of um, different posts and different things that come up, you know, living the expat life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend from my childhood that actually writes for that blog, so that's been pretty fun. Djibouti um, nice. Jones, Rachel Jones. And there's another one. It's called The Culture Blend. That's a, uh, a blog that I've subscribed to as well. And there's one, this one's specifically for women serving overseas, and it's called Velvet Ashes. So that's been an encouraging one as well. Every overseas missionary experience is going to have his uniqueness, but I think um, anytime you're, you're overseas, you're going to deal with some of the similar issues, some of the mm-hmm. similar struggles and questions and and all those things that come with living somewhere else um, mm-hmm. and dealing with those things. And so these these kind of blogs are really helpful in dealing with some of those questions or at least even just acknowledging, yeah, somebody else has dealt with this and, mm-hmm. and I'm not crazy. Right, you know, right. And I'm not going, this is normal. I'm not mm-hmm. going nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even before we left, I think we went to we went to kind of a missions conference where we really in, invested in just trying to figure out how we can make this experience something our kids can mm-hmm. own and not just something they feel like they're forced to do. And and that's something we explored early on was like we wanted them to have ownership of this and and, and let them know that it, this isn't just mom and dad doing this. God is calling all of us, mm-hmm. and we want them to be a, a critical component of what we do. And they certainly for your whole are. family to for be the on whole mission. family, and they, they mm-hmm. certainly are a huge part of what we do for ministry. And we, we couldn't do certain things, mm-hmm. I feel like, without our kids. And they and they help us in so many ways. And 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 as we see other couples in our ministry who don't have kids anymore, I think, oh man, there's going to be a day when I can't. <laughs> rely on my 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 kiddos to to help with certain things and or or even the ministry aspects they bring and I think oh man how am I going to do with that you know and so we are so thankful for what God is doing in and through them and how how they are serving and and reaching out even to the children of military folks that are in our ministry so we're thankful and 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 hopefully what are their ages I'll answer this I'll 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 take this yes uh, Rachel is 15 Calvin is 14 Brady will soon be 13. Timmy is 11. And then we have the little peanut here, Brianne, and she is five months. Okay. Yes, everybody heard that, right? It's <laughs> not a discrepancy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. so, it, it, you know, it's great to see see our kids grow and, and be a part of things and and to take ownership. And, yeah, they have their bad days. There's days mm-hmm. where like, oh, man, we don't want to do this, or mm-hmm. it's Friday again. And, and so we try our best to 
to to allow them room to to push back and to opt out and, if to they opt want out to. and mm-hmm. and one of the things that I even as a dad I took note of this before I even went and I said you know what my first disciples my first priority are to my kids mm-hmm. and so before I even meet with a single soldier before I even meet with a married guy um, and give them my time and my energy I'm going to make sure I'm doing that for my kids first. Um, so that they know that mm-hmm. that's how important they are. Um, that no matter what mom and dad are doing, they are important, that God has entrusted them to us, and and we, we take that responsibility seriously, and we mm-hmm. want to pour into them and love them, and, mm-hmm. and we care about their opinions and care about what's going on in their lives. And and so we try to create that. I think that's good overall parenting right. advice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, you know, it's easy to get caught up on your phone or the computer or what you're doing for your work yep. or your job. Yep. Yep. And then they come and ask a question and you just wait, just wait, just wait. But yep. to mm-hmm. drop that yep. and to turn and give them your attention yes. yep. mm-hmm. is... Yep. Yeah. We want to make sure that they always feel like they have access to us and that, you know, even if we're, you know, individually meeting with a couple or, you know, we're meeting with somebody that if they need something, okay, you we're going to drop, we're mm-hmm. going to drop what we're doing and, and address it. Yes. Yeah. And even if it's just something little, but we want to, we want them to know that they are yeah. the first part. And, and to be honest, like that's huge, even just for ministry outside of just genuinely, we, that's what we care about, but we, it, it helps us to serve as a model to, to everyone else that this is what healthy relationships look like among parents mm-hmm. and, and kids. And this is, this is hopefully what you guys can take as a model. And Sometimes it's messy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not it's yeah. Messy. perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's not I mean, perfect. Could, yeah. Maybe I'm talking. No, <laughs> no, no, it's right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. and But that, that wanting it to appear not yes. messy. Right, right. Exactly. But that it is. Right. And how comforting it is when someone really shares authentically what their struggle is. This yep. is real life. And, yeah, and letting them see what your struggles are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you you can't, you can't, like, you, we couldn't fulfill our mission statement, you know, sharing the gospel in our lives with the military community if we weren't being authentic in everything, if we weren't, mm-hmm. if they weren't seeing the warts, if they weren't right. seeing, because that's you know, discipleship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They weren't yeah. seeing the fights. Mm-hmm. If they right. weren't seeing the marital corrections, as we call them, we talk about <laughs> right. all the time. Well, we just had a marital correction just before ministry night, and uh, let's talk about that. We're like, well, good. So did yeah, we. Yeah, so did we. Yeah. So it's. Um, so yeah, we we just want to do that, and because uh, honestly, I feel like. The military definitely is just it's a it's a it's a microcosm of what's going on in culture. Mm-hmm. And so all of that junk, all that brokenness, all of the dysfunction, you can see it in the military. And sometimes it's magnified just by the life they live, just by the by the fact that husband is gone a lot or mm-hmm. wife is gone a lot because they're the spouse in the military. Or if it's two of them, oh my goodness, yeah. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so so we're able to at least serve that way, even if it's not always perfect. But in even in the fact that we're we're being real with our flaws and real with our struggles and real you know real with mm-hmm. even after 18 plus years of marriage right mm-hmm. where we're like hey we still deal with this even now you know people are like oh we've only been married two years so that makes us feel better well i'm glad our pain makes you feel <laughs> yeah. better yeah yeah no it's Mystery good though right yeah, yeah, yeah let's just be real and so stuff like this you know really um, it allows uh, it allows us and it allows hopefully and this stuff is really real especially these blogs Jenny shared they're real they're real about the struggles and they're real about just saying hey it's okay that you're dealing with this because we're all dealing with it mm-hmm. especially as people overseas as expats as whatever and sometimes just our experiences magnify those things we love it though so this is not uh, this is a a tool that 
the guy actually who wrote the book, The Third Culture Kids, David mm-hmm. Pollock, and he was an authority on um, third culture kids and transitions and mobile families and all that kind of stuff. So he came up with this acronym, the RAFT acronym, as you are preparing to move and like leaving well. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, the four different things that you should be thinking about as you're preparing to leave. And so the first one, the R, is the reconciliation. And that's just about making peace with um, the relationships that you have in the place that you're at. Mm -hmm. They don't go away once you move. And just how important it is to make that relationship right prior to moving to the new place. Mm -hmm. And so you can have peace and feel good about what you left um, and not be uncomfortable about that as you go to the new place. The A is affirmation. um, And that's really just telling people how much you appreciate them, um, how much you love them, how what they've meant to you in your life. It, it can be speaking it. Um, if mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable, you can write them a letter. Just somehow letting people know how much you appreciate them and love them as you are leaving them. Um, the F is a farewell, making sure that you honor the goodbye. Mm-hmm. Saying goodbye to people, to places, to objects, things, just giving some good closure to those things. I know when we were leaving, it was... One of our sons saying goodbye to the big 15-passenger van that we had. Mm. And that was a rookie mistake for us because we thought we were going to be able to do that. And then he missed that opportunity and seeing how that was a big deal for him to not be able to say goodbye to our van. Mm -hmm. Something that we didn't necessarily think was important, but for him it was a big deal. And it was important as he Mm. was grieving the loss of moving, Mm. um, you know, just being able to say goodbye to those things that he loves. Mm -hmm. So it's people as well as places and things. And the T is to think destination. How will this new place be different? How will it be the same? What kind of things can I learn about this place I'm moving to? Um, you know, how can I get excited for what we're looking ahead to? Mm-hmm. So that's just an acronym that um, each time we transition, each time we move, if we move to a new home, um, you know, as people move to new countries, just what kind of things do I need to be doing as we prepare for that to, to leave well? So that's right. been helpful for us as well. Yeah. 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 Those are great things to be aware of to, and to intentionally to be intentional about. Yes. Yep. Yeah. As you're walking through that. And it's easy for us to do that, um, maybe as adults, but to help our children do it as well Mm -hmm. is important, I think. Right. There are two questions that I ask all of my guests. Mm -hmm. The first one is, how do you retreat? Is it a place? Is it a a practice? And I think it would be interesting to ask you this, too, since you're living where you're ministering and Mm -hmm. it's all Mm -hmm. kind of integrated and woven together. And then also, cause now you're on a sabbatical, is that right? Mm -hmm. So how, what does retreat look like for you as a couple, as a family, Mm -hmm. as individuals? I know for me, um, one thing that I just did at the front end of our time here in the States, um, through the Velvet Ashes site, actually Mm -hmm. there was an online retreat that I did just to take some time away, some time to reflect, just some time away from the norm. Just to be able to um, think back, to kind of center myself and focus on the Lord and just take that break was really important for me to be able to have that time alone. For me, being out in nature is really important. Being able to just go outside to the backyard to smell the the smell of the, you know, the rain. That mm-hmm. was, it's amazing. So that's one way that I personally have been able to find some retreat since being here. And what did retreat what did retreat look like for you in Korea? In Korea it was it was similar, just a different scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of looking at my parents' wooded backyard and the ponds the ducks in the pond, 
it was going out on our balcony and overlooking the rice paddy mm-hmm. um, and being able to go out there in the mornings and get that that retreat, that time with the Lord, you know, trying to do that regularly mm-hmm. throughout the rhythms of our week was really important. And it also included us having some pretty good boundaries. Since we do live and work in the same place, uh, we have to really be intentional about, you know, saying no to certain things. Uh, we tried to have you know, one day that we were off, so to speak. And, and when our ministry is relationships, they mm-hmm. can be all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always calling and texting and we want them to, and we love that so much. And uh, we engage, you know, as we can on those days off or as we, you know, think that we need to. But having those boundaries to say, well, actually, we can't help out with that thing that day because that's our day off. And we really need to be able to have the freedom to do nothing on those days if we want to, not have to prepare for this or for that. And so having those pretty um, clear boundaries has been important for us Mm. to be able to have that retreat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, if I'm going to be frank and honest, like I have a hard time retreating. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time. Uh, Jenny knows this because it drives her crazy. Like I have the radio on it. You know, I have the, you know, something going. I'm always having noise. And, Mm -hmm. but I do know, like for me, when I feel rested, when I feel like, because I do need to get away. I'm an extrovert guy, but I do have those times where I just need to just shut off and, mm-hmm. and get away. And that doesn't necessarily mean watching TV or, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a movie or something. I know that sometimes that, that helps me just to forget, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's super restful. For me, like in Korea, one of the things I do often is just take my scooter and just go drive. Like mm-hmm. I love it. I like just going out feeling the wind and uh, just going among the rice paddy roads and, and going out and exploring and just getting away that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think physical activity for me is great. It's not like hiking or things like that, but playing softball, like if I get the opportunity to do those things that really like it relaxes me and gets just stress reliever. Um, another way is working out. I've been, I've, I've taken that up. And so um, that's a time like almost every day I can go and, and I can throw on a sermon and I can just lift and I, I can um, and I can do that. And and that's been good. And on my scooter times, I can pray. I can I can mm-hmm. reflect on scripture. Um, sometimes it's the stuff I might be sharing on, on a Friday night. And other times it's just, Lord, what, what are you what are you teaching mm-hmm. me this week? But um, and in here, here, here in Minnesota, I don't know yet. I, I think I've been forced in the last two weeks now, our first two weeks here, to just do a whole lot of nothing. And so I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I should be doing something. I should be preparing. I should be this or that. And, and I'm finding myself like feeling that. And so it's just, I'm kind of in a forced period of just chill. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that's nice. And I've always, I've always had a hard time with quiet. Um, but I know it's, it's helpful, it's, but I get my own quiet. I get it on my terms on mm-hmm. the scooter or on things like that. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to something like that. And, and here it's, maybe it's going to a cabin with somebody or, or it's enjoying that. But I always ask, it's interesting. I ask the question because it looks different to everybody mm-hmm. yeah. depending on their personality type or mm-hmm. what the, their time in their life allows. Yeah. So it's not always the, it's not always the quiet mm-hmm. in the corner Sometimes, yeah. you know, especially for men, I'm noticing yeah. it's the driving, it's the I active, so. it's the doing. I yeah. think so. And, and I, I think, you know, if other guy, I, I don't know this, but I, I would assume that other guys maybe have a similar, like, I have a hard time retreating. I have a hard mm-hmm. time resting. I have a hard time turning, turning something off maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's, that's true for me. So mm-hmm. uh, that's constant struggle. And thankfully, Jenny's helped me with that. She's kind of forced me into some things and some habits that 
that are good for me, even if I resist or I push back initially. <laughs> you know, I know, I know. In those cases, she she could be right. Yes, I said it, um, <laughs> and we have it recorded. And to be honest, like especially, I think especially in missions, especially in ministry. You have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing for me that I think even if I resist it, that, that's why I'm convicted on it a little mm-hmm. bit because I got to figure it out because I can't, I can't resist the Lord in this. And I, and I got to be, I got to be on, I've got to be, I got to be prepared mm-hmm. to, to minister and to meet, to meet needs that way. And, and if I'm, if I'm not rested, if I'm, if I haven't taken time to spend with God, and, and, and to, to seek him in prayer and seek his word and, and be fulfilled in those things and in mm-hmm. those times, then how, how am I going to not only preach and teach that to somebody else, but uh, model it, you know? Right. And so I'm an extrovert as well. And so that silence and solitude is always a, a challenge. And I heard someone say recently that they practice silence and solitude. And I was like, oh, I can practice it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to look perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm practicing yes, it. Yeah. So that's been my thing this year is practicing quiet and stillness, mm-hmm. which is counter <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. Even and it's tough. Naturally, yeah. yeah. When I was, but uh, to operate out of an, to yeah. minister then out of an overflow yeah. rather than a constant trying to keep your Fill head up. above water. Yeah. Keep catching mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Then the other question I ask is if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird, to describe something about yourself, what would that be? I also like the answers to this question. <laughs> you oh, man. Start on this one. <laughs> give me, give me a moment. Yeah. I have to edit this whole silence out. Celebrate weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like just as a, like our family dynamic, is fun and light and just kind of silly. I don't think we take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, sometimes I'm like, I don't really feel holy and serious enough to be a missionary, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know if we fit enough. that mold. I, I must be solemn and have right. a ready word for everyone. And so, you know, in many ways, I feel like we just... Um, you're celebrating know. weird all the time. Yes, Is that right. what you're saying? Yes, yes. Why not do it every day? Mm-hmm. Should we should we talk about the straw pit, straw armpit orchestra we had <laughs> right. yesterday going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The straw yes. and the armpit orchestra. We, we have some friends, oh. some dear friends yeah. in Korea, and um, they're leaving soon. But as we were reflecting back on you know our time together, <laughs> uh, that was the first thing that our boys taught their son was how to put a straw in your armpit and make Literally, it sound like farting first, sounds. Within <laughs> the first a straw? hour. A straw in the armpit and you blow into it. There you go. And it's some amazing, amazing sounds that come out of that. <laughs> it was, uh, so if within the first hour, we're like, oh no. <laughs> Sorry, but oh. the missionaries taught your kid how to fart with a straw in right. his armpit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And then we brought it back to Minnesota, right. clearly. That's what we did. Right. Oh man. Well, that's we just, just the everyday for us. You it's know? just the everyday. Yeah. Oh man, weird that's thing. Great. Well, what's a weird thing about you? Well, it I might don't... be family, but don't deflect. Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, no, and it could be something where you you're like, it's just totally normal. Yeah. And everyone right. else is like, well, really, that's a little weird. Well, I don't, I don't think it's weird, but. Chris and my family I always think that I would come here and choose to eat all the healthy stuff. They think that's weird. I don't know. That's know. not weird, is I mean, it? You've got blizzards, know. you've got oatmeal <laughs> cream pies, Swiss rolls, I mean candy, 
all this stuff and you're eating healthy when you have Cool right. Ranch Doritos? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Strawberry Twizzlers. I'm, right? like, I'm having to like, I'm having and... to control myself. Like, Flat okay, and... I'm, I'm going to be 20 pounds heavier when I return. I know this, but I got to like, I got to disperse it out over the next three months with all the junk food I'm planning. I mean, you know, May I'm going to devote to this maybe kind mm-hmm. of junk food and, you know, or uh, that this restaurant, but... Yeah. And you don't want the kale chips? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> no, see, I think for me, like I, I like to dress up and do funny things that way and just be crazy. Yeah, so if somebody follows your ministry yeah. on Facebook, That's for example, true. they will see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there yep. was a, there was a particular Halloween kind of costume or dress-up costume that Jenny refused to let me bring to Korea because <laughs> like, no. it was just over the top maybe. And uh, it, it happened to be like a 70s-style basketball oh. uniform, oh. but I, I specifically ordered it a size too small to create that more awkward yeah and and jenny just she said nope you're not doing that you're not bringing it i'm like oh come on um yeah i have this dream to be honest like if i could afford it this would be a dream of mine i would dress up in a stormtrooper outfit and just put a tie on and carry a briefcase and just walk onto a korean subway car and just pretend i'm going to work and that's like just like a normal. dream of mine. And then just have somebody take some pictures of it and record that. I think that would be fantastic. Maybe a Facebook Live. Just to see. Yeah, Facebook right. Live it. I think that would be fantastic. It's, it is a dream of mine someday, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, see. I think that qualifies. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's kind of weird. weird. Like yeah. to, and, you know, here's the thing. We stick out enough, right, mm-hmm. overseas. Korea, yeah. and, and anywhere we go, we have five kids. So we immediately stick out. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. And so I just say, hey, let's bring it to the next level. If, if, <laughs> Somebody's gonna stare. Let's let's not let them really stare at this one. Yeah, so it's a good time. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling your story and all about the ministry that you're doing. So, if someone wants yeah. to follow you or to find out more about your ministry there, where can they go? I'll put it in the show notes too. But where should they go? So, if uh, somebody wanted to to at least check out Cadence, see what we're about, see what the ministry is, we do. They can go to our website, cadence.org. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to go. And just to kind of see what we're doing, where we are, the various ministries. We serve um, we serve all branches, so we, we mm-hmm. have ministries wherever we can get them. Like with any missions, we're just limited by the people that come, you know, mm-hmm. that feel called by God to, to serve. And so that's a great place to go. If people wanted to find out about you, supporting you, or find out more about the, what your family is doing, where would they go? On the Cadence site, you can... Search for missionaries, and you can look up Jolin, and you'll find us on there. Okay. There is also um, a Humphreys Hospitality House page on Facebook. Thank you again for coming and taking this time to tell your story. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House podcast. Any links mentioned in the show can be found in the show notes. We want to thank Isaac Turley for his music at the beginning and end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, and we'll see you next week on the Retreat House Podcast.